everybody welcome to our podcast this is the fcc podcast and uh, my name is jerome i serve as a community pastor here at first christian church and this is my beautiful lovely amazing oh my gosh drop there oh my gosh heart emoji heart emoji heart emoji wife boo thing life partner covenant best friend Ooh, marisa tell them what you do i am the media coordinator so i get to do all kinds of stuff Wow, so she's in front of the camera today, not behind the camera. She can do it all. Trust and believe, I know from experience, uh, my life is totally blessed because of this woman. So we have the privilege and opportunity today to dive into the story of Hannah, Mm -hmm. um, who, uh, as we know, is a mother of Samuel. um, And yeah, so I I love this because um, we don't always get to highlight women in scripture. Uh, and we don't always do the best job of highlighting women in, in society and life and all those things. So we're going to do all of that today. So welcome, everybody. Take your notes out. As we say in every podcast episode, read your Bibles because God's story is awesome. All right. So we're going to be looking at First Samuel. Uh, the first couple chapters is where you'll find the story of Hannah and it's interesting um, because like we, we want to champion Hannah, but like one of the first things that we say about Hannah is that she's Samuel's mom, mm. right? <laughs> so Call yourself out. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, like let, let Hannah's light just shine for a little minute. Hannah needs to stand all on her own. All by her lonely. So Marisa, tell us what, what you are getting or some of your key takeaways from this Hannah story and what um really resonates with you well i i mean i love hannah i love every opportunity that we get to look into god's family where we get to see a woman and we get to see her so faithful to god and so you know she's enduring such suffering you know at the time when you're barren you know you're you're seen as not having the favor of god uh, you know, children, I mean, of course, and sons especially were such a huge deal and still are, you know, such a huge deal culturally uh, for a woman and her identity. And so Hannah is suffering through, she's barren and, you know, her, her she's the favored one of her husband mm-hmm. and, you know, his other wife has all these children, you mm-hmm. know, and she's, <laughs> she's know, a fertile myrtle, huh? Yes. And, <laughs> and we've heard, we've seen that before, right? You know, mm-hmm. Sarah and Hagar and Hagar has Ishmael and Sarah's barren and, mm-hmm. you know, Abraham and Sarah are struggling through that. And, um, you know, Rachel and Leah and that same narrative plays out again, you mm-hmm. know, of, of the barren woman. And I think God loves women period, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> but also I think God loves women who, um, especially Hannah in this story, who just continually, no matter what, goes back to him. Mm-hmm. She's being taunted by uh, Pania. Pania. Or Pania, Pania, where, wherever you Panera. <laughs> Panera bread. <laughs> She's a baker. <laughs> no, that's not scriptural. <laughs> she is being taunted, you know, mm-hmm. um, and she's sorrowful mm-hmm. over not being able to have a kid. One of my favorite moments here is when she's crying out. You know, they're at a feast and they're supposed to all be eating together. And her husband, you know, is, is saying, you know, why aren't you eating? You know, mm-hmm. why, why are you so sad? And she's, you know, 
realizing she's still struggling with being barren and not having children. And then he says, well, aren't I better than 10 sons? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like as a wife Mm -hmm. and like somebody who wanted to have kids. And then, you know, when we, you know, we did have kids together, but I I would think that's just kind of the worst thing a husband could say to a wife who's grieving. Like, well, don't worry. Aren't I better? (laughs) Right. I know you can't have kids, but you have me. (laughs) Look how amazing I am. (laughs) And like on the app, like that's a sweet sentiment to say Mm -hmm. he's loves her so much, but I think he's just a little bit clueless on how to like help her along in her grief right now. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of like, you know, look, you know, don't worry about it. You've got me. And, and then, it says kind of almost immediately that she turns around and like cro- goes and cries out to the Lord, like, please give me a son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you know, it's really interesting that, um, so just kind of filling in or coloring in some of the gaps a little bit. You mentioned that, um, she was barren, that Hannah was barren. And in that time and culture, uh, you alluded to it, but some people saw being barren as being cursed from God, like not even, like even more than just something was wrong with them or, you know what I mean? Like they were looked down upon. Um, some people saw them as cursed from God. And the scripture tells us that Hannah wasn't cursed by God, but he did close her womb. And I thought that that was very interesting because, you know, God's thoughts and plans and ways are higher than ours. And they are like, we can't even comprehend them all. So I just thought that that was very interesting also, uh, when you look here, uh, it says that that Hannah, uh, every year they had this feast, mm-hmm. right? And every year, Paniah would taunt her, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm thinking, like, if it's me, if it's me, Hannah going to hear, I mean, Paniah going to hear my mouth. <laughs> she might even get these hands, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if, if I was a woman, I wouldn't hit a woman as a man. But, but wow. if I was Hannah, mm-hmm. be like, hold up. Right. Um, and so it's just really interesting how and as we go through all of these stories, you can see this this constant theme of even though there's so many outages, there's so many circumstances, there's so many seemingly impossible situations. God's plan is not halted. God's plan is not derailed. God's plan is not altered. Like he still is going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. And like our human limitations don't limit him, you know? And so I just thought that that was really cool. So continue, continue with the, with the Hannah story. So what happens after she cries out, um, after her husband tells her, Hey babe, like, Hey, I mean, you got me, (laughs) you know? And Oh, that was the other thing I want to mention is that the, the scripture tells us that, uh, her husband loved Hannah, right? He, like he was, she was his, first wife and he really loved her and so every time during the feast time he would give her double portion mm. right as though that she had a son like like he so he did understand to a degree um that that this was traumatic for her uh that this was hard for her and so he tried to honor her in that way by giving yeah. her a double portion did um you know, but it wasn't enough wasn't enough no and did you know though that in deuteronomy you know, mm-hmm. part of the law was, was that you couldn't, even though Hannah was his first wife, Paniah had a son. Mm-hmm. So he had a firstborn son from a wife. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he wasn't supposed to be giving Hannah the double portion. That was supposed to be going to his firstborn son. Mm-hmm. So he's like 
breaking the law mm-hmm. to to show Hannah. I mean, I don't know why, you know, yeah. maybe to show Hannah that he loved her or to grieve with her. And you're right, you know, mm-hmm. to be in there in there with her. But Hannah got that double portion, yeah. you know, even when, you know, she wasn't even, you know, supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Like she was getting that that double offering, but it still wasn't it wasn't enough. She had that heart's desire. And it's interesting, too, though. Like when you look in scripture, you look at first Samuel chapter one, um, every time Hannah was taunted, every time, um, you know, she had been crying out to God and just literally bawling her eyes out. She never, at least scripture doesn't record that she, she never like got in her flesh. She never got in Paniah's face. She never disrespected her husband or even the, the priest Eli, right? There was a portion where, um, scripture tells us that Hannah, she was in such anguish and weeping in, in such anguish and praying that her that the words that she was saying in her prayer didn't match the movement of her lips. And Eli thinks that she's drunk. Mm. Right. And that's like so like if you say, hey, are you drunk? Like in today's society, that's like, oh, that's no big deal. But back then for a woman to be drunk like that was that was like a big deal. That yeah. was like really insulting. And so. Here again, Hannah has an opportunity to retaliate at Eli and be like, like, hold on. Like, don't disrespect me. I've been believing God for a child, Mr. Priest, for like all these years. And I'm hurting right now. I'm not drunk. Like, she doesn't take that posture. That's that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't in scripture. I messed up all the scripture. Got to be like, OK, you know what? You know what? Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. Right. But she doesn't she doesn't get in her flesh. Yeah. She says, no, my Lord, I'm not drunk. I'm just, I'm hurting. I'm in anguish, right? And she shows total respect to Eli, the priest. And so that that just really stood out to me that even in the midst of her hurt, of her pain, of her sorrow, of her trauma, of, I mean, just think about, maybe speak to what was probably happening as she looked at herself. And what her self-talk was around her identity, you know what I mean? Not being able to have kids, not being able to procreate. Like what, what do you, I mean, scripture doesn't tell us, but you're as a woman, what would you imagine that would be happening mentally and emotionally as in regards to her identity in that space? Here's what I, I, again, and I said this before, what I love about God's stories and how we get to have this portion of Hannah's life is that we get to see some characteristics of God Mm. in Hannah, you know, and, you know, so, you know, it's been sometimes it's been a struggle to look at the Bible and see characters that I can fully identify with as a woman. Mm -hmm. David is amazing. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, some beautiful things or, you know, all prophets or kings or the New Testament guys. Uh, But, you know, there's not always as many women to grab a hold of, right? Yeah. And I love being able to see the characteristics of God in Hannah. Mm. And, you know, God is the creator. Yeah. And he created us in family for family. Mm-hmm. So Hannah crying out in her barren state for, to, for a son to be able to procreate, that is that is the beauty of God's heart mm-hmm. when he when he created us, you know, right. and what he created us for. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we briefly went we went through a few things before mm-hmm. we had our first, you know, 
girl yeah. before we had Maya. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was, it wasn't, you know, the 18 years or whatever, however many right. years that Hannah has been suffering through this, you know, right. it was like two years of, yeah. you know, we had to do some, some medical things here and there. And mm-hmm. it was, it was difficult for me to, as a woman, it was difficult for me to, because I had this great desire to, right. to procreate. And I thought something's wrong with me. Mm. It's like, it was so internal, like yeah. something is, is wrong with me. And, you know, and that's not just children. I think, mm. I think women in general are meant to nurture and, and uh, I think we're natural disciplers mm-hmm. because, you know, whether yeah. we have kids or not, we, we have what God has given us as, as that natural, you know, more of a listening, more of a, a nurturing mm-hmm. space. Um, and I, I think, you know, from my own perspective, it, it's difficult. Yeah. Because you, you, your identity is wrapped up in, and rightly so, how God created women, mm-hmm. and the beauty of discipling and creating. And uh, I can see how it's a big, big, big struggle for you. Yeah, him. yeah. That that's really interesting. I, I love I love hearing the perspective of you know of a woman. Um, and then, and you know, not that you speak for all women, but you know, you're right. Like women are nurturers. That's, that is kind of like infused into your psyche, into your, your makeup as a woman. Like, and that's a beautiful thing. God is, he's beyond reproach. He's beyond making any mistakes. And so I, I really sympathize with Hannah in this space, um, of, of not being able to, to conceive. And then the, even the harder part though, is like, okay, so you talked about the internal thing like that you dealt with that Hannah was clearly dealing with, um, of just that internal struggle. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, Mm. you got Panaya over here popping kids out. Not only is she popping kids out, but then she's taunting like, Ooh, had another baby. Let's go get like, you know yes. what I mean? Like she walking to the to the baby store buying cribs like and making sure that Hannah sees the receipts. Yes. And so You know what I just thought about? What's that? I thought about when my sister found out she was pregnant mm-hmm. and we had been we had been in that process yes. of trying to have kids yes. and it, you know it was it was difficult and my sister at Christmas time, yes. you know, she got us all t-shirts saying, you know, we have a new baby on the way and we were so excited for her. Right. And she wasn't even taunting us, you know. Right, we right. were so excited for her. But you and I had this moment yes. when everyone else, you know, everyone had gone to bed and we just mm-hmm. kind of sat, we were so sad because we yeah. had been, we were, we had been trying and trying and trying. Yeah. And, um, I can't, that was hard. That was a hard, you know, little bit of time. I cannot imagine the strength of character mm-hmm. that Hannah has to continue to go back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then, so she's crying out, right. Mm-hmm. And Eli mm-hmm. says, are you drunk? And then she's saying, no, I'm not drunk. Right. Like, don't, t- don't take it this way. I'm crying out. Cause I want to, you know, I want to have a son. And so Eli says, you know, you know, may, may it be as what you, you know, he kind of blesses her, mm-hmm. um, to be able to, to have a son. And so shortly after that, she, de- she ends up conceiving mm-hmm. and she has Samuel, but you know, part of her prayer, and this is the important part. I don't want to skip over that. Part of that prayer was like, if you give me a son, yeah, I will give him back to you yes. in service of your temple yes. to, to Eli. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm thinking Eli and his two very infamous sons, which we yeah. hadn't talked about yet, yeah. are 
they coming. They're, they're crazy. You know, they're, yeah. they, there's a lot going on. There. Scandalous. And But Hannah, even in the middle of that says, God, I will trust you enough that mm-hmm. if you give me a son, he will serve you his whole life. And mm-hmm. I, I will, I will have him serve in, you know, in the temple and I will sacrifice him. Yeah. Right. And like, doesn't that sound Ooh, like all on. of the other themes Yes. that Hannah is saying, like, I will sacrifice my son. Mm. Just give him to me and I will sacrifice him. Right. So again, that same Hannah mirroring God's character mm-hmm. to say, like, I love you mm-hmm. enough to sacrifice my son yeah. and send him to the earth, even though we were all, and I speak we as humanity, yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. all crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and we, you know, steeped in our sin and the, and the God, the father says, I will sacrifice my son. You know what that makes me think about? And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Uh, her prayer, her her vow to God, like, hey, if you give me a male child, I will dedicate his life to you. I will make sure that he spends his life worshiping you and I won't cut his hair, which was a a, a tradition. Um, I can't remember now. Nazarite. Yeah, the Nazarite tradition that, you know, said saying that this this child is is set apart. Right. Uh, but I just wonder because. We have the benefit of written scripture. We have the benefit of, you know, uh, printing press and you can get anything you want to online or whatever the case may be. But in these times, they had to tell the story. So I'd imagine that somewhere along the lines that Hannah heard about Sarah's story, Sarah and Abraham's story, right? Uh, Heard about Isaac being marched up Mount Moriah and right before abraham goes to, to sacrifice him mm-hmm. the angel of the lord says wait mm-hmm. and there's a ram in the bush mm-hmm. right and and so it's just so like in my mind i'm thinking like this is so impactful like this story like god's character has been carried down for generations to generations to generations now now hannah has a reference point that says you know what before before i even see the manifestation mm. like her faith is like Y'all got to give it up to Hannah. Like before the manifestation of the pregnancy is even in her womb, she says, God, if you give me this son, I will make sure that he worships you for the rest of his life. Like she knows something about the character of God. She knows something about the history of God. And it gives her this, this, this faith, this courage that in the natural, she shouldn't have, right? She should like in the natural, she should just like, pack up her little her little sackcloth and all her little tissues and just you know just celebrate uh panaya's kids birthdays you know what i mean like so but but something inside of her the the power and the revelation of who god is like overcomes her own circumstance and situation that she puts her total faith and trust in god and that that is amazing. Like we could literally just fold up the Bible and like, you know what I mean? Just like, like stop right there. But we don't because after Eli prays with her, um, then her and, and her and her husband, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Elkanah, right? Her and Elkanah, mm-hmm. they, they conceive Samuel. And, uh, and so when Elkanah goes to the, to the yearly, yearly feast, the yearly ceremony, um, Hannah's like, no, I'm going to stay and I'm going to wean the baby. And he's like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Stay. Um, And she remembers her promise to the Lord. So she weans him 
And that process was usually about two to three years. And then uh, after that, like this, this toddler goes to the temple Mm -hmm. and serves Eli, the priest Mm -hmm. from a young age. And so it's just so amazing that that Hannah is willing to give up the, the thing that she that was most precious to her. And so like fast forward to 2023, I think the theme is. Like Abraham had believed for his son. A hundred years old, he finally gets a son. Mm-hmm. God says, sacrifice him. Okay, God, I trust you, right? Where is our level of trust as Jesus followers in 2023? Like, do we, like, we don't even trust God to, to just keep our mouth shut when somebody does us wrong on the freeway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think you're talking about yourself. Could be. I mean, maybe. Absolutely. I'm, I'm talking for a friend. I'm talking for a friend, <laughs> right? But we're, we're like, and, and I'm saying this, I'm not saying this as a put down. I'm saying this as like a member of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. like a teammate, a family member. Like, we can do much better in our expression of trust to God because, and it's not just about us, but people are watching us. People, like, People need to see what God is doing in and through our lives. And I think that our our expression of faith, our expression of trust helps people get closer to God. And our expression of humility. Yes. Because right? again and again, like yes. I mean, you had already said, Hannah is enduring mm-hmm. and she's not, you know, fighting Panea. She's not, you know, fighting, you know, she's not popping off at the mouth at all these people who it seems unjust that she's being bullied about not having kids. Right. But she, she continually humbles herself before the Lord to say, you know, I'm nothing, but if you give me a son, Mm -hmm. I will, I will give it back to you. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah, it's powerful. It's so powerful. And, you know, and, you know, we'll cover this in, in, in uh, future podcasts, but her son is Samuel, the prophet, Mm -hmm. uh, and he was he had an amazing life, super influential. And so here's here's kind of the because we talked about this earlier, like like let Hannah shine her own. Right. Here, here's the truth, though. Any man that does great things does not do great things and does not exist without the help of a woman. Like it's real simple biology, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so. What what that says to me, just just even at an elementary level, is that to not honor women is pretty stupid, right? It, it is pretty stupid to not to not like if God brings life through women mm-hmm. in that honoring way, a man cannot get pregnant. <laughs> like I don't want to soapbox. I don't want to soapbox. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna don't do, do it. it. So. But women give birth. Women like that is one of their roles in in life and nature. And God designed it that way. That is such an honor. I'm going to bring life. I'm going to populate the earth through the vessel of my creation called woman. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And if we don't honor that as men, if we don't honor that as women, as, as a society, we are really missing it. I think, you know, we alluded to this earlier as well. You know, Eli and it, 
they call his sons are called Eli's two wicked sons. <laughs> so we know what they don't we even get names. They have some, <laughs> some bad kids, <laughs> but they're, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of God's people. And, you know, so Hannah, so as a mom, mm-hmm. I'm not, what am I going to do? I'm going to go drop off Levi into, you know, Eli and his two wicked sons and Eli's mm-hmm. turning a blind eye and lazy and not trying mm-hmm. to raise his sons. Right. And his sons are running wild and I'm going to drop off my son to them, mm-hmm. you know? And so the trust that Hannah has to be like, this is my son. Right. And it back parallel again to Abraham, like this mm-hmm. is my son. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm giving it back to you. Uh, and you know, it's clear that although Samuel is around Eli and around Eli's sons, he's not influenced by them, right? Right. right. Because, and I would like to believe that's be, that's partly because of Hannah weaning him. I don't know if it's a toddler. I think weaning maybe mean a little bit, you know, seven, eight or so. I'm not sure about that mm. totally, but um, but I would like to believe that Hannah has a part in the instilling that humility and mm-hmm. trust and long suffering and mm-hmm. being able to see God's character in her, in mm-hmm. her life and that passing on, uh, you know, to Samuel. Yeah. So I wanted to highlight just something really, you know, really quickly. I love Hannah's song. Mm-hmm. So Hannah, Hannah has, you know, in chapter ha- two, in chapter two. Yes. Hannah has, um, you know, Samuel, she's, she's dropping him off, you know, at the temple. Mm-hmm. And then she has this like prayer slash song, right? And she's just exalting the Lord for everything that has happened. You know, she's saying, there's no one like you. There's no one, you know, holy like you. And then she goes off a little bit, you know, a little bit more into this prayer. And it says like, I like where it says, um, he brings low, sorry, the Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts up the beggar from the ash heap to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory. Mm. And it's so beautiful because it's it's a picture of what has just happened. Right. Hannah, who her name means favor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so Hannah, who does not have any favor because she didn't have any kids, mm-hmm. was now lifted up. Right. Has Samuel, then has a bunch of other kids after mm-hmm. Samuel. Right. And so it's this picture where Hannah is saying, this is what God is like. Mm-hmm. He takes the people that you wouldn't think mm-hmm. on the outset are the people he's going to use and he uses them over yes. and over and over again. Yes. Right. Repeatedly. And then repeatedly. And then this is a little bit of a picture of the future, too, because, you know, Samuel, um, Samuel, you know, the people are crying out for a king in Samuel's time. And so mm-hmm. then Saul comes mm-hmm. and Saul, who on the outside is beautiful and strong and, right. you know, but then he he's sets Saul down. You mm-hmm. you don't you can't be in that position. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't have the humility. Right. And that's it's a little bit of a foreshadowing of that, right? Yeah. And then here comes David, who is a shepherd, who is not the firstborn son. Yes. Yeah. You know, then to become king. So yes. Hannah is for real, she's amazing. <laughs> because she suffered, but she saw she saw it through faithfully. Mm-hmm. The test that God had given her mm-hmm. to be barren. Yeah. And she saw that through faithfully. Yeah you know, brought Samuel back to the temple, you know, trusted God for what Samuel, what the plan that God had for Samuel's life, had other children. And in the middle of this song slash prayer says, this is what God has been doing and this is what he keeps doing. Yeah. This is God's character. I and love I just, that. Yeah, that's, that's so beautiful because 
how many times have we seen people be destitute in, in whatever capacity? Maybe they, you know, they're estranged from their family or they go through divorce or they were homeless or they, you know, got past an addiction or whatever the case. And so many times uh, God will restore their lives and do only what God can do. And then they drift away. You know what I mean? Like they get to this comfortable space and like, you know, we don't see them anymore around church or they're just doing their own thing. They're not really honoring God who really elevated them in so many ways. Um, but that's not Hannah's narrative, right? She makes sure makes sure that she gives glory to God. And I think that that's one of the things that really stood out to me is that she praised God. Like her prayer, her song is canonized in scripture. Her heart posture is forever written, you know what I mean? In the most important book in all of human history. Um, that that speaks volumes of, of her character, uh, who, she, who she was, what she stood for. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. And the other thing is, you know, I'm always trying to like, like look at God's story and then our story and like, kind of fit it into a context of 2023, mm-hmm. right? The the space that we're in now. So if you're if you're listening to this and it's like in the future in 2027, you're like, oh, this is old. This well, it's 2023 right now today. But um <clears throat> one of the things that that I really love about about Hannah's story and her heart space and, and you know she totally totally trusts God. Um and she went from not being able to have kids to all told what we see in scripture. She had six because she had Samuel then she had three more sons and two more daughters. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I look at that, you look at this impossible situation. She's barren. Society is looking at her like you're something's wrong with you. Like you're cursed by God. You don't your name means favor, but I don't see no favor. Like, I'd imagine that people are pointing the finger and ridiculing her. We know that Panaya was continuously taunting her and infuse a heart posture towards God, trust and faith in his ability to do what you've heard about from generations before. We have the same narrative, right? We hear and see and read about God's acts and God's miracles and God's way of doing things throughout generations, throughout history. And we infuse that truth into our lives. God is still in the impossible business. She goes from, I mean, I'd imagine she was like crying. Like she was crying so bad that the priest thought she was drunk. Like that's a lot of tears. You go from this impossible situation to you have six kids. To your oldest son is like one of the most influential prophets in in biblical history mm-hmm. right like that is huge and so if god is the same yesterday today and forever which we know that he is we have a right to expect him because you you expect what happens based on what's been promised to you and based on what is a pattern so we have a right to expect god to continue to do the impossible even in 2023 so my encouragement to you that are listening, that are watching, if you have an impossible situation, 
if you have this insurmountable hurdle, this insurmountable wall, please, 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 please let God into the space, into that situation, into that circumstance, because he can do the impossible. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And and so read this this story about Hannah. Dig into it. It's so, so juicy, so good, so encouraging um, and just so impactful.